Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. I think that's a horrible thing. What the witness said, she should be allowed to answer this question once and for all. Senator. Senator, all I'm trying to explain is that our sentencing system, the, the system that Congress has created, the system that the Sentencing Commission is the steward of, is a rational one. It's a system that is designed to help judges do justice in these terrible circumstances by eliminating unwarranted disparities, by ensuring that the most serious defendants get the longest periods of time. And when modes of commission of the crime change such that in two seconds, someone can receive or distribute thousands of images, that's no longer a, and this is what the commission found in their studies, an indicator of a person who, relative to other people, has committed this crime in a more aggravated way. Well, and so I... what we're trying to do is be rational in our dealing with some of the most horrible kinds of behavior. This is what our justice system is about. It's about judges making determinations in meting out penalties to people who have done terrible things. This is actually happening right now. This is Lindsey Graham asking the questions of Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson, and it has to do with the this idea of, are we being lenient? Are you are you being lenient on people engaged in, in child pornography? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It is an interesting question, and it has to do with her record, and her record is absolutely up for debate, but there should be some some clarity given to what it is we're talking about and the the legal difference between the possession of and the creation of. And that matters. But I, th- I mean, Lindsey Graham's been going for a while, and it's, it's getting heated. These images, we have a fundamental dif- differences of how you deter crime. I think the best way you deter crime when it comes to child pornography is you lower the bloom on anybody who goes onto the Internet and pulls out these images for their pleasure. Senator, every person in all of these uh, charts and documents... I sent to jail because I know how serious this crime is. Every person I discussed the harm of these terrible, terrible images to the victims who are portrayed in them. I talked about what this crime does to the children who are being abused in these photos and on the other side, of their terms of imprisonment, I ensured that they were facing lengthy periods of supervision and restrictions on their computer use so they could not do this sort of thing again. That's what Congress has required of judges, and that's what I did in every case. Uh, You always were under the recommendation of the prosecutor, many times the parole people, and to be honest with you, Judge, a uh, 32-year-old man who sent an image of his own 10-year-old daughter, uh, you substantially reduced the guide, uh, not only the guidelines, but the recommendation. And all I can say is that your view of how to deter child pornography 
is not my view. I think you're doing it wrong, and every judge who does what you're doing is making it easier for the children to be exploited. If you're on a computer right now looking at a kid in a sexually compromising situation and you get caught, I hope nobody gives you a break because you use the computer. The conduct that's been described is reprehensible, and I think everyone in this room agrees. And the fact of the matter is that I'm co-sponsor of your bill, the Earned Act, and I believe that we should be doing our job here. But part of our job, we have failed in responding to the changing circumstances that face this crime. What has it been, 15 or 16 years? She is currently not an outlier in sentencing. 70% of the federal judges face the same dilemma and wonder why Congress has failed to act and when it will act. This is our fault? Part of, partially it is, Senator. To be honest with you, it is. We have to upgrade these guidelines and decide whether we're going to stick with the Supreme Court decision that they're not mandatory. Now, that's going to be interesting. That was Dick Durbin who jumped in right there. See, now we're on to the thing. The question of whether or not the judge has the ability to engage in harsher sentences, whether or not the judge did engage in the harsher sentences, whether or not the judge has a preferential desire or a desire to be uh, preferential in the sentencing of people involved in some heinous, heinous stuff like child pornography, and what exactly Congress has done. This has become fascinating. I think the Democrats can make a real turn here of, well, Congress hasn't acted on being stronger on on, on child porn on, on, online, so we're going to engage that legislation right now. What are the Republicans going to do? Not engage it? They took this road. They got to know what's going to win from the other side. The conversation about the, 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 the child pornography, which I thought was really well broken down by, by uh, Andrew McCarthy, over there at National Review. And I want to say that, and I'm going to be clear, his breakdown does not change whether or not to the specific cases Judge Brown Jackson is indeed too lenient on these people. Because there could be multiple cases where she is, and it is acceptable to look at her record on every single level. There is no one who can say otherwise. The people screaming and yelling that we're not allowed to talk about her record, we're not allowed to talk about her, nonsense. This was um, Don Lemon. You, You want just pure, raw, unadulterated ignorance? Don Lemon is here for you. Listen to this crazy asking um, the potential jurist um, the definition of a woman and talking about critical race theory it is the new become the new buzz term like acorn did or antifa and on and on and on it's really it's it's amazing to watch someone who is a quite frankly an intellectual giant be questioned by people who have really no idea about the law and what judges actually do, Laura. Well, you know, it reminds me, I can't remember who said it, but it was a, a paraphrase of, to my equals, I debate, to all others, I teach. I think she is teaching a number of people today in her conversation. Yeah. Intellectual giant? 
Don Lemon is upset that we have checks and balances, that the president nominates a Supreme Court justice and the senators advise and consent. He, all of a sudden, he's upset with the system. When it was Brett Kavanaugh, when it was Amy Coney Barrett, totally fine. After all, these Democrats are really bright. But now, the Republicans, bunch of schmucks drooling into cups. They shouldn't be able to ask a question at all. How dare they question this intellectual giant? Intellectual giant. I'm not saying she isn't smart. I'm saying intellectual giant is a stretch. A large one. Now all of a sudden the system is NFG. That's something else. That is something else. But let's go back to this this point being made about her cases and uh, the, the conversation of, of pornography. The argument that Andrew McCarthy makes in the pages of National Review, he's a former uh, uh, prosecutor of Southern District of New York, uh, a deputy, deputy uh, U.S. attorney, is that there's a difference between the idea of possession and the idea of creation and distribution. And that if, for example, Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri wants to paint her as weak on uh, child predators but is really only talking about the people who possess child porn, well, then he's, he's engaged in a bit of a false narrative. This is not to be mistaken for whether or not morally we all see it as despicable. Of course we do. We see it as all despicable. 150%. Child porn, is you, you go to jail. I, I personally don't care. I don't make the distinction. That doesn't mean that the law might. For example, the the difference between possession of a drug and distribution of a drug. Where the law makes a difference and a distinction between the things. So so in that in that conversation, that's how we have to look at the cases of Katanji Brown Jackson. And certainly that would be the case if everybody was rational. But not everybody is rational. You take a look at how Democrats like Spartacus, Cory Booker, like how former Senator Kamala Harris, like Maisie Hirono, how they attacked and vilified Brett Kavanaugh, lied about Brett Kavanaugh, including the media. And then what they said about Amy Coney Barrett, Handmaid's Tale, and all the rest, her adopted children, their tokens, despicable garbage stuff. And now they expect what? Hugs and kisses? The Democratic senators have no leg to stand on. None. And this line of questioning is absolutely acceptable. And if they want to call it bigoted or racist or they're not smart enough, oh, Don Lemon can kiss my butt. What does it matter what he says? It is, the idea that he says he's not political is garbage. And I would tell him to his face. I would tell him on a show. I would tell him on a street corner. I'd tell him over a bourbon, Don, that's garbage, and you damn well know it. Would you please stop saying that? You sound like a schmuck. But we, unfortunately for us, are thinkers. It's how we know we're different than them. It's not all emotion. It's not all radicalness. It's not all destroy, destroy, destroy. And I appreciate the people who are unwilling to say, oh, no, 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 no. 
They're unwilling to say, you know, uh, all right, we're going to do everything sweet and by the book because that's the right way to do it. Oh, no, 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 no. We're going to engage in a lot of fight because you, Democrats, don't get to set the story for us. You don't get to set the stage. You don't get to set the parameters. You don't get to do ungats. You were sick. You were vicious. You lied. You were evil. You held back a letter regarding the accusation made by Christine Blasey Ford, whose own lawyer admitted she came forward to stop Kavanaugh from getting on the bench because of abortion. So it wasn't because she felt something happened. She did it for political reasons, and the lawyer, Deborah Katz, no relation, thank goodness, admitted as as much. And you unleash this letter at the very last second to try and scuttle the nomination and destroy a man and destroy his family. That's what Democrats like Dianne Feinstein and Maisie Hirono and Kamala Harris and Cory Booker and Amy Klobuchar and the rest did to Brett Kavanaugh. And now you expect sweetness? This is why... Is you know, there's a really interesting conversation, and, and it was uh, it was it was Noah Rothman who put this out there, and his argument was that the the Democrats took the bait. His post over commentary dot uh, org credibly accused the left takes the GOP's bait, and his argument is is that here you have Democrats like Anna Navarro like um, uh, Joy Reid and others, reminding people that Brett Kavanaugh was credibly accused. No, he wasn't. He was never credibly accused of sexual assault. The woman didn't know when it happened. She didn't know where it happened. She didn't know who was there. She claims her best friend was there. The best friend never heard of the party. Everybody was like, sorry, don't know what's going on. From over at the nation, Ellie Mistal, who uh, is is a guy who likes to trash the Constitution, uh, is says the GOP is only, quote, pissed that Kavanaugh was credibly accused of attempted rape, which, of course, it was never credibly accused. But saying credibly accused, here you have Republicans saying, look, here's what Democrats did to Brett Kavanaugh. Here's what they did to Amy Coney Barrett. We're not going to do that to you. And they've said it over and over and again and again and again and again. And yet here are the Democrats still pushing their lies, still pushing their hate, still pushing their vitriol because that's all they have. And I understand how Republicans are saying, well, we're going to fight back too. We're going to punch too. We're not going to give a good holy damn what someone like Don Lemon has to say. We don't care. The problem is we're also thinkers. So as we engage the conversation of uh, Judge Brown Jackson's sentences and whether or not they were lenient, we have to look at the specific cases. We owe it to ourselves to make sure we understand the problem. Was she lenient in too many cases? In which cases? For what reason? Was there something specific about the cases, about the law, about whether or not her hands were tied as a judge, etc.? Now, we can ask ourselves, should Congress do more on the conversation of child pornography? Which is going to be fascinating, because if the right brings this up and Democrats say, yes, we should do more about this, what happens when Democrats get pushback from the elite set who believe uh, that child love and you know is, is nothing but normal and that Nambla's got a point? Oh, those people are out there. We see them on TikTok. You don't think they're going to make their voices heard? Opening up a big can of worms here. There's a lot of ways to play it.
we have a job to do, and our job is to be the most rational people in the room, which sometimes isn't fun, but is always uh, the, the best way. I share the information with you guys. I'm not sure if I buy into all of Judge Brown Jackson's takes on her sentencing. But I think the bigger story is that she can't define whether or not she's a woman. I've got that story coming up. I'm Tony Katz.